0: ah um. Thank you, Alexander. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to this edition of our Zoom slash podcast about the Kundalini that we put up every Sunday morning here Sunday afternoon there Sunday evening in Europe midnight in in India and I think maybe 11 o'clock in Georgia I say Georgia because it's it's on the Black Sea and it's about as far east as I would ever want to go today I want to discuss um, with you um, about entities I try not to go in too much about entities because it's a it's it's a fairly uncomfortable thing for for most people to have to deal with Um, and it's so outlandishly off the scale of being out of the box I mean not only is it out of the box but it's out of the room it's out of the house And it's out of your society, uh, here in the West, anyway. We don't recognize uh, spiritual entities. (laughs) You know, unless you're living in in Michael Fry's house, you don't really recognize spiritual entities. Uh, Or Holly's house. You know, Holly's got a few uh, surprises for people when they come over. How many of you have seen or felt entities? Oh, Slavadana. Okay. And, and Alexander. All right. All right. And I know Magali has. I think Magali is our resident expert on entities. <laughs> what is an entity? And uh, this is for the podcast, people who are listening on the podcast. An entity is a discarnate Consciousness discarnate is Latin for without flesh. Okay, so it is a consciousness without flesh, without a body. And, uh, and hello, Bryce. And these consciousness can attach to a flesh body and begin to uh, infiltrate, insinuate, and in some cases completely take over. Uh, the consciousness of the flesh body, and this is, this is what a lot of them are trying to do. Uh, many of them, if not most of them, are trying to hurt you. <laughs> they want you to commit suicide. Okay, that's the plan. Um, and you may be asking yourself, "Oh my God, mm-hmm. what if, if Kundalini is so magnificent and holy and sacred and peaceful and loving and?" and trust and i trust it and i surrender myself why would it let me be possessed by an entity why why would they let me be taken over by an entity why why would mother shakti and father shiva jesus and mary and any of the other names that we call sacred feminine sacred masculine why would that happen slobodana why would that happen um well
1: uh i believe they're drawn to um let's say they're drawn to um getting life energy out of activated kundalini uh, beings um and uh, and uh, and of course they don't want activated kundalini beings to um fulfill what they came to fulfill um, let's say the purpose or whatever they came to do uh, spread um, spread. Let's say divine divine happiness. force, yeah. happiness, love. Yes.
0: Ah, excellent, Slavena. Well done. <laughs> well said. So yeah, yeah. You know they're attracted. Not only are they attracted to a a, a flesh consciousness, but in many cases they're directed to a flesh consciousness directed in order to corrupt that flesh consciousness. To do as Slabadana suggests is to to ruin the uh, positive and helpful effects that that kundalini person could have. And it also serves as a test for the person with the flesh body. Are they strong enough within themselves to to keep their purity intact? And if they have their purity intact, well, then, of course, there's not going to be a lot of opportunity for the entity to attach, right? The more pure you are, the more clean you are, the more like Michael Fry that you are, then the less, <laughs> the, less the less, opportunity they, are, they have to attach. And it's important to realize that. Now, you can still be clean and pure and, and beautiful and loving and still have entity contact. And that's especially when the entities are assigned to you. Or or the Kundalini has put you on such a rapid path of development that it gives you the entities to force you to stay on the path. To force you. It doesn't give you any options. You've got these entities inside you. You hear them screaming at you, cussing at you, shouting at you telling you you're worthless, telling you you should commit suicide. All of this is going on in your ear. Nobody else can hear it but you. And you have to hold on to your sanity. You have to do what Magali does and does so well. You have to hold on to your sanity. You have to do other things that occupy your mind that are for the kundalini, supporting the kundalini. And that means that you, re- you retain your kindness. Now, now, I'm sure she's not perfect. Mogli's not perfect. Nobody here is perfect. But but the scenario is is, if you strive for that goodness, you need to strive for it in your daily existence, in your daily time zone. You need to work at it. You need to self-correct. You know, if you're starting to feel jealous about something, well, you need to self-correct. Maybe you need to visit that and find out what's causing that jealousy, what kind of fear of loss are you experiencing and where did that come from and how do you use forgiveness, that golden key called forgiveness to release yourself from that bondage of jealousy, okay? So there are lots lots of areas where a person can go with this. Now, these are very predatory beings. The entities are very, very predatory. They will hunt you down, but they have rules. There are rules that they have to abide by, and and uh, in a sense, you have to invite them in. In some cases, like so, for instance, if you have a relative that is totally possessed, and you've been warned that that relative is possessed and you know that you shouldn't touch them. But for some reason, out of, out of greed or, or, or some sort of social pressure that's applied to you, you go, oh, well, I'll just give in this one time. And then that relative touches you all over your body, basically placing entities inside of you. Well, whose fault is that? Whose fault is that, Karina? I think
2: we we have the power to protect ourselves from catching that.
0: Yeah. Well, that's right. You you make she, this person makes the choice, right? Oh well, I'll just let him come over this one time. It's Christmas. We'll go Christmas shopping, right? Maybe I'll get a free present. <laughs> and so, boom. They let themselves get attached to my entities. And, you know, the next night they're having really bad, wicked dreams. They're sensing a dark presence in the house. And all of a sudden, whoa, well, you've got a, a very different scenario happening to you. Okay. And this is something that you invited in. you know that they have that old saying you know it's just like if if dracula or some evil spirit shows up at your door they can't just come in they they can't come in they you have to open a window you have to open a door you have to in some way invite them in and this applies for a certain class of entities this applies they they have to have permission to come in not all of them but some of them do have to have permission to come in and when you allow that to happen you suddenly sign a contract of agreement for having that happen and now you're you're contractually obligated to keep them or get rid of them so keeping them's easy enough you know you just let them stay in your body and infect other people around you, turn into a couch potato, have evil thoughts, eat junk food, drink alcohol, uh, smoke marijuana, and basically live the normal American life. <laughs> or not. You also have the choice to not do those things. Okay, so this is very important because this is one of the reasons why anybody that you talk to about your Kundalini will not understand or be accepting of your Kundalini because their entities won't let them The first thing the entity will do is push fear into that individual that you're telling you about telling your Kundalini about to, I mean, this is, this is really what happens is, and you know, their fear buttons get pushed first. And that includes the doctors. Doctors are not immune to spiritual possession. Almost all of them are possessed. Seriously, they get possessed in med school. Okay. Part of their training, you know the, the med school training is, is they you know, they get possessed by the protocols that the med school forces them to, uh, to adhere to. And one of those protocols is, well, well, Mr. Bryce, I, we understand you want to be a physician. We understand, and you know, this is very good. And you've paid all kinds of money. you paid your half million dollars. You, you've gone to all the schooling. and But now you have to lose your compassion for your patients. You can't have compassion for your patients. Oh, no, no, no. No compassion for the patients. We don't want any patient to feel more favorite than the other. We have to keep things fair and square. okay? And it'll be so much easier for you when they die. You won't feel so attached to them. It's like rabbits. <laughs> or it's the whole white mice syndrome that they teach you in, in med school. And that's the scenario. That's the scenario of science. That is the programming of science sacrificed for science, right? Your emotional connection to your patient is sacrificed for science, which is exactly what the entities are gonna push on you, exactly. And the justification that it's sacrificed for science is, is the reasoning because this computer here, this microphone here, this cell phone here, all these things are brought to us by science. Because science works. Sci- and it does work. You know, Mike Fry's not going to be able to put that coating on the side of the house without technology. Right? It, it's, it's driven by air, right? I mean, you've got the air pump in there. Yeah, right. So you got you got to have the electricity. you got to have the grid. you got to have all the things that we have in our society. And it is all based on science, which is based on the erroneous premise Premise that you must sacrifice for science you must sacrifice your mentality and most importantly your heart you can't have love and so this is a perfect environment for entities so your doctor is going to be possessed your, <laughs> your dentist is going to be uh, possessed most of the people that you come around are going to have the angel on one shoulder, the devil on the other shoulder, and most of them are going to go for the devil. Okay? Most of them. Because it's easy. The devil gives you easy pleasure. Okay? The negative entity gives you easy results. The whole idea of easiness. some You know, getting stuff you don't have to work for. That's why the casinos are so uh popular you just go in there you just go okay i'll, I'll hit on 15 you know and you get a six and you get 21 wow there's all this money money for just saying hit on 15 right or even simpler you just put the money in the machine pull the arm and boom there you there you go this is what we go for we go for the easy path and i got to tell you Kundalini is not the easy path. It will not be the easy path. Some of it will be. You know, like it just comes like for some people it just comes to you naturally. Oh yeah, I was like I had a coke and, and and I was sitting in front of the T V and I was watching Mary Tyler Moore and all of a sudden everything went white and I was having this spinal shaking and it was so amazingly good and joyful. You know, they didn't lift a finger to have that in this life. In this life, they didn't do anything. But they did all the work in a previous existence. The work has to be done. The work has to be done. And and it has to be done in such a way that it breaks through the seals, S-E-A-L-S, the seals and the barriers uh, that are arrayed against uh, a quote unquote normal person having the Kundalini Uh, and and some of the normal people do I mean you know I I mean Kundalini is never accidental but sometimes it just seems like a normal person gets hit really hard like from a, uh, a car accident or if they have a comminuted fracture of the spine or you know, they, uh, one of my ex-students, uh, he had the skiing accident, you know, and, and, and he, he literally broke his back on a tree coming down a ski slope, and the kundalini activated. It awakened. His name is Scott. He's in the movie. And it literally ripped his life to pieces. Two pieces. Not the broken back so much, but the kundalini did. <laughs> Before that, you know, he was a, uh, an alcohol drinking, pot smoking, really normal human, uh, American human being. You know, it's like he hold a job. He was a, he was a chef and uh, mostly alcohol, I think, for him. And, uh, <laughs> you know, he, he suffered mightily. He suffered, he suffered strongly because of this. Uh, Bryce asked me what movie that was. I wrote a movie, and it, and it was picked up by a Hollywood producer. I think I have a copy of it here somewhere. Let's see. I have various copies laying around here. <laughs> oh, well, wow. I can't see one when I want one. Oh, there it is. Oh, it's still in the cellophane. Let me let me polish it up for you okay (laughs) there it is kundalini very cool chris i have heard of it before i've seen the graphic i recognize it's 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 on gaia if you guys have gaia it's on gaia and this is uh nit nitin atzel was a student and then he decided to be an ex-student and uh and uh, yeah, yeah, so I wrote it. Everything you're hearing in there, except for the interviews is, is from the grace within me. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah, Scott, Scott had had a very difficult time with it, you know, and I think he probably still is having a difficult time with it because of the alcohol, which does what, Holly? What does the alcohol do?
3: That opens you up for entities.
0: Opens you up for entities, exactly. Oh, and Holly Holly informed me that she's going to be rude today. Yes, she is she's going to disconnect. I,
3: I have to cook dinner. I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, little things like that. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So Yeah, so it opens you up to infestation by entities which are once again there to destroy your Kundalini equation. Seriously. They want you to commit suicide. They want you to throw yourself into an Icelandic volcano. They'd be more than happy to have you do that. Right, trusty? Right, right. Okay, so these are things that you need to be aware of and these are things that are constantly with you as a Kundalini person constantly now you may have achieved uh, enough uh, strength and solidity and truth and purification from your activation if you've had a spinal sweep from your spinal sweep once you meet God once you merge with the divine things radically change for you there's a lot less fear and fear is like honey to these negative entities they, they they would harvest your fear just the way the same way a bee harvests bee pollen from a flower they would take that from you and once again you don't want to go into hatred for them because that's their job that is their job your job is to get them out of your body lose the attachment that's your job now, you've got to remember that you're surrounded by your society. Even Slobodana, even all the way over there, wherever she's at, you're surrounded by a society that cultivates um, entity parasitism, that cultivates entities coming into your body and manipulating your emotional content and your mental content. It'll do they'll do that through your dream life, they'll do that through your waking thinking life. If you're ever, if you ever find yourself just like daydreaming about something and all of a sudden the daydream shifts to, well, I think I want to kill that person over there. Or I think I want to I want to steal that person's one. How dare they have a new pickup truck and I don't have one? Right? How dare they look so pretty? Oh, they're just so Pretty, you know, you've got the, the female jealousy coming up there, you know, the male jealousy with not having the pickup. I mean, I'm being even here. So, so the scenario is your job is to not let that occur, your job is to not let those thoughts come into you. Okay, that's your job. And, your job is hard you have a hard job okay, you really do you have a harder job because I'm taking my jacket off here that's all the noise you're going to hear There. you have the harder job because you're surrounded by a a society and other people that cultivate entity possession and your kundalini is saying no you don't get to do that Okay, you're surrounded by lies you're surrounded by impurity you're surrounded by hatred jealousy greed Okay, you're surrounded by uh, false sacrifice like sacrificing for science you're surrounded by pollution pollution of the mind pollution of the heart pollution of the physical body with what you eat with what you drink with what you breathe with what you hear You're surrounded by all of these pollutants, all of them designed to keep you from what? Julia, what is it keeping you from?
1: Uh, From Kundalini evolution.
0: From Kundalini evolution. Thank you. Perfect. Perfect answer. From ascending. It keeps you from that kundalini ascension. It keeps you from having that spinal sweep. It keeps you from your activation. It blocks you from your purification attempts. And it pushes you, oh, so steadily, with pleasure. It pushes you with pleasure into doing things that are only going to pollute your system even more. Like getting that Christmas present and, oh, at the same time, getting yourself possessed. This is really, really difficult. Najmi says, "Wow, I have these kind of thoughts long-term and it starts right when I wake up. That's right. And you know why it starts right when you wake up? Because that's when you're closest to your kundalini. When I get up, I immediately go to the phone and start answering answering questions because I, I'm really tied in to grace at that time. Now, you might say, well, aren't you always tied in with grace? Well, yes, I am always tied into grace. I, always, I answer questions throughout the day, or the grace does. And, <clears throat> but there are certain times of the day when I feel a, uh, a bit stronger than in other times of the day when the distractions are stronger. When I first come back into the body from sleeping, and that's exactly what happens to all of you as well, when you come back into the body after you've been sleeping, your body is fresh, it's rested, it's been cleansed by the nightly cleansing pl- process of the theta and delta sleep states, and you're ready to to, to, to to have this day that you're having. Okay, so you're at your cleanest in a way. You're most, most purified for the day, you know, for your 24-hour period. and. Uh, for some reason, well, this is why. This is when I feel it the strongest, and I think it's also when other people. How about you, Michael Fry, or Alexander, or Magali, or Holly? What do you guys think?
2: Yeah, definitely, definitely. First thing in the morning, it's stronger.
0: Or if she, when she wakes me up in the middle of the night, you
2: know, at three. Really right. Obviously.
0: But right. Yeah, yeah, definitely in the morning. It's definitely, definitely stronger. What about you,
3: Holly? Mine's lately. It's been at night. And during, like, when she wakes me up,
0: Ah, Magali.
4: When I wake up,
0: thank you. And how about you, Alexander? When do you feel it the best?
2: I was speaking with Magdalene about something similar, or because of waking up. I I'm a slowly morning person, and when I woke up, I need sometimes like half an hour, maybe one hour. And then sometimes I will feel that um, slowly, like before opening my eyes and, you know, uh, going over with that REM real uh, real eye movements, you know, getting, opening my eyes. And then I will start feeling the energy more and more and more and more. And when I will woke up like completely, then it will be, I, I will feel it
0: like most intense. Thank you, Alexander. How about you, trusty?
5: Uh I feel it like sometimes when I have to lay down, like in the middle of the day and the Kundalini has to go through my body then I like feel like really strong energies for like 20 minutes, 25. And of course, when I go to sleep before I go to sleep, when I'm doing my prayers, I feel really much connected and to the morning.
0: Very good. Very good. Julia, how about you?
1: I think I'm a bit like Alexander. There's mornings when it's like very slow and I need a minute to kind of get going and move around and the energy gets to move into the body. So, yeah, it depends. Hmm.
0: Bryce says, I was practicing my hand walking in the park at night. Hand walking? So you were like walking on your hands? Is that what you were doing, Bryce? is otherwise occupied at the moment and he says and i was out of breath panting suddenly i distinctly heard heavy breathing right behind me i whipped around to see who it was and saw no one master chris you previously responded to this story by saying it was an entity i'm curious whether kundalini herself could have made this noise it almost seemed like whatever it was was teasing me for being out of breath But as much as it was surprising, it didn't feel malevolent or evil to me at the time. What do you make of this? Uh, yeah, she can, she can make sounds that only you can hear. It's just happening to you. Um, but I'm not sure that that was her. I'm sticking with that was an entity. I'll stick with my original premise with that. Um... And I already showed you the movie, so you guys know what that is. And then uh, Najmi says that she's had this happen, and so, so I think we've all had this happen to some degree within our Kundalini awakening. It almost goes hand in hand. Now, if you've had a spinal sweep, as I mentioned earlier, you know that you don't need to be afraid of these these creatures. Uh, a lot of that all that confidence also comes from the fact that you are you've been guided to to have certain you know she's downloaded certain knowledge into you but you're still surrounded by it so all of a sudden you become this lighthouse of love and and unity and affection and power and like like a light does it attracts entities and so you get more entities because of your kundalini than you would otherwise have. And it doesn't seem fair, but it is fair. It is fair because it follows a natural law here on the, on the uh, physical plane, which is the light attracts life. And like it or not, uh, negative entities are part of God's creation. And they will follow the same laws that some of the other life forms follow, such as moths or flies or mosquitoes or things of that nature. And these are also parasitic creatures. So it you know it makes sense from a physiological level that this would occur. Now, what can you do to rid yourself of an entity, Holly? What can you do?
5: will
3: not go around certain people who you know have them even if they're related to you that's where most of ours come from that's um and then purification but
0: what kind of purification what kind of purification
3: watch the your thoughts and what you're watching what you're eating of course no alcohol drugs um just clean it up.
0: What about everything? What, what about deodorant?
3: Why should you not wear deodorant? It's Like, oh no, <laughs> no, no! I don't think that's one of them.
0: It could be a deterrent, right? The the, the sweaty smell could keep them away.
3: <laughs> oh, maybe I don't know. Some of these deodorants are really bad, though. So maybe it'd be better not to wear it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Actually, if <laughs> if you if you get out. If you look at what's in it, anything that has the aluminum in the deodorant, you don't want to use any of that. So you keep the aluminum off your off your skin. But anyway, yeah, yeah, she's right. You, you got to watch your diet. You got to watch what you eat. You got to watch what you drink. You got to make sure that your food intake is as pure and organic and non-GMO as possible. And that's not always easy. You know, you don't always get to be organic as, as much as you would like to be because there's just not offered out there, and not everybody has a plot of land like Doctor Anthony does where he can grow his own crops. Okay. Hi, Doctor Anthony. Good to see you doing the dishes as usual. Good, good. So, so these are these are some solutions. I'm going to add to it a little bit. There, you could, you what you if you have if you know you have entities, And I know most of you will be aware one way or the other. Play music that is beautiful and uplifting all the time. Put the CD on repeat and play beautiful, uplifting music all the time, so that you're constantly filling your living space with the vibration of high. Uh, High ethical, moral music. You know, this is—it's not about uh, having sex to music. It's not a. <coughs> it's not like that. It's 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 music that is celestial as you can get. Uh, and I've mentioned uh, a, a few artists here. Um, I've mentioned. Um, Tchaikovsky has some very uplifting music, and, and that's if you're into classical music. If you're into classical music, Tchaikovsky is one, Chopin is another, Um, some of Beethoven's work, uh, and certainly Brahms and, what's his name, really popular guy. Mozart? No, no, not Mozart. Oh, shoot. He's one of the big ones, though. Um, I'll think of him later on. Wrote he wrote the Brandenburg Concerto. Anybody know who I'm talking about here? Brandenburg Concerto? No. God, God. Doctor Anthony Bach? Yeah, Bach. Bach. There we go. Thank you, Elizabeth. All right. So, so these types. Uh, if you're into classical music, that can work for you. If you're not into classical music, uh, Deva Primal, D e v a p r e m a l. Uh, with the, a lot of her music is very positive, very uplifting. They're actually Sanskrit prayers set to music. And uh, the album that I'll suggest of, for you of hers is called Dakshina, D-A-K-S-H-I-N-A, Dakshina. Have you had that one, Tina? Do you have that one? No, no. She probably mispronounces... I don't know
6: Dakshina, but don't.
0: Ah, okay, Yeah she, she, uh, she's a devotee, a Bhagwan Sri Rajni. She actually was a child when he was, you know, at his peak and, and uh, she did not get corrupted by any of the stuff that got to him. And so she was able to, to live a very pure, clean existence. And it's translated from her music straight, that purity is translated well. And, and she connected with a guy named Mitten, although I like to call it Mitten because it's just kind of funny for me, you know, a guy named Mitten. But anyway, it's, it's, it's actually pronounced Mitten. <laughs> That's her husband, I think. And they have a really great uh, flute player, a flautist. So, um, and, and that, that album is the first one I heard of her work. And my kundalini definitely liked it, so I will pass that on to you. I also have an album that I'll that I'll uh, advertise here. Um, I have a copy of it around here somewhere, uh, and um, yeah, and that that will actually help people's kundalini as well. Okay, and I want to thank Alexander again for telling me about the original sound for musicians button which I have pressed so I think you guys should be able to hear this right you hear it (laughs) finally god it's only taken me years all right so um surround yourself with beautiful music and, and make sure the lyrics are positive. It's not like, oh, my heart was broken and now I want to die. It's not that. It's not that type of thing, okay? I love you and you walked away from me. No, no. It's like, you know, I love you and I'll continue to love you. And, you know, as the stars shine in the heaven and God smiles on us on earth, I will love you till the end of days. Right, so use those types of of lyrics and make sure the melodies are not harsh dissonance is used a lot in in musical uh, literature and i say literature not in the fact that you're reading about it but in the fact that when people write the music they like to use dissonance as a form of darkness so you know you'll you'll have the uh the guitar player you know he's playing and i'm air guitaring right now so he's playing (laughs) And he brings, you know, the, the, uh, the guitar into feedback mode, right? Feedback, he's feedbacking, and it's creating dissonance. And this is good because it's just a counterpoint to the beautiful melody that he's going to drop into. But I'm going to say keep the dissonance at a distance. <laughs> keep the dissonance at a distance. Um, beautiful melodies, because you're not doing this just for pleasure. You're doing this for a purpose, and that's to rid yourself of entities. It's very important that you realize this. You know, And really, uh, within a kundalini context, you don't want to live your life constantly for pleasure. You know, there's got to be some work involved. <laughs> Look at Dr. Anthony's doing the dishes right now. Okay. He's listening to a, a podcast about kundalini, and he's doing the dishes. And so he's doing his work. He's doing he's chopping the water, hauling the wood, and filling his brain with kundalini information. This is what you want to do. Okay. It's not just for pleasure. And so you're not playing this music just for pleasure. You're playing the music to create an atmosphere that is conducive to positive uplifting ethics and morals thought patterns and love patterns okay and what the entity will do is it'll 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 keep its distance it'll it'll actually leave you a little bit because it doesn't want to be in that vibration that goes that's like fingers on the chalkboard to the entities okay so it'll keep a, an attachment here to you it'll keep the attachment on you and it'll just kind of go off so it doesn't have to you know sit in that in that music that it hates now the attachment itself see the attachment itself will will start to degrade under those conditions as long as you do it over and over and over it's not a one time thing it's not a one day thing oh yeah i did what christop said and it all went away no <laughs> But you can degrade it. You can degrade that connection. And then the next thing you need to do is to live those higher moralities, those higher ethics. You need to go out of your way to help a stranger. You need to go out of your way to forgive a person that may have hurt you or harmed you or or upset you in some way. You've got to go out of your way to do these things. It can't you can't just sit there and wait for it to happen oh yeah well I let the guy cross the street <laughs> and then I drove on no 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 it's got to be something where you actually have to lift your finger over and over and over and over okay this is how you get rid of the entities and it's typically a long road. <laughs> Ollie, it's typically a long road. And you know, the 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 possession can be really fast. The possession can happen within 5 minutes or less. But the remediation, it's going to take a long, long, long time. Unless you work on it really fast. Like if you've know somebody that's that you have for sure known that they become possessed they need to start playing that music they need to start thinking different thoughts they need to start changing their life into forms of positivity and service selfless service uh, for themselves they need to stop eating the candy stop drinking the alcohol stop smoking the pot stop uh, eating you know toxic foods they need to live breathe think and feel positive sure vibrations yes sir go ahead dr anthony
5: um my journey with kundalini started like two or three years ago if you remember and when i started i was really oppressed with entities um getting all those scratches and everything um but i also had something in my neck in my throat chakra that was there for like 40 years, ever since I was kidnapped by those deprogrammers. And um, it took a long time for me to understand what was going on. And I remember that I talked to Kundalini about the issue with the pain in my neck and in my arm. And I just surrendered to Kundalini And one week later, I had that releasing wound on the back of my neck when I started bleeding spontaneously. And uh, with that, I remember I called you and uh, you asked me, was this, uh, how's how's your arm? (laughs) The pain was gone. And I haven't had that since. But it wasn't long after that. And, And it was through changing my behavior, changing my thoughts, changing really making changes inside of myself. Um, One day while I was meditating, all of a sudden, Kundalini started to draw out of my throat this entity and it was just pulling and pulling it slowly and pulling. It was like an octopus and it had tentacles with suckers and I could feel the suckers as they would pop off and just totally release from my neck. And I I don't know if I told you about that, but uh, that was quite significant. And it was after that, you know, it's all part of this healing. But I was really oppressed by this entity for many, many years.
0: Years, years and years. It can happen for years, years and years. And yes, I remember that, Dr. Anthony. I remember that happening. And you're absolutely correct. Typically, these entities will sit on top of your crown. They'll cover your crown chakra, and the entity tentacles will come down into your eyes, into your ears, and into your mouth, okay? Uh, You've seen that, the the picture of the monkeys, you know, doing this, doing this, doing this, right?
7: Mm -hmm.
0: See no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil, that type of thing. Well, they're just the opposite okay they will sit on your crown and they will insert all of these really nasty things into your space now you may not always respond to it you know which is good which you know which is a positive thing but it's there it's there sometimes they'll sit on your heart and then they'll they'll insert those entities into your into your fingertip chakras into the chakras on your elbow your your shoulder and, and you'll see people really hunched over or you'll, you'll you know people will have some severe pain or the they'll be getting ready to, to have a, a really bad reaction to a heart attack or some sort of an emotional wrong that they feel they've committed or that's been committed against them and once again you know the entity will really really push uh, strong levels of corruption so you, you'll you know the person will start thinking about revenge they'll get angry, they'll go, they'll become mad. Uh, if, 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 if your husband is dating a woman or a woman is dating a man, you know, your wife, then you'll, you'll, you'll get mad at the person they're dating rather than the person that's closest to you. Okay, and so it's, it's a real carnival of different uh, special effects that will be placed upon you from the entity. And so it's very, very, very important to do the cleansing that Dr. Anthony talked about. Very important. And this will get rid of them. And, you know, here's the interesting thing is that once you start doing that cleanliness, that purification, you don't want to stop. You don't want to stop. Now, some of you, you know, you're connected into your kundalini to such a degree that you're just constantly talking to your kundalini. You're constantly bring this level of grace down upon yourself, and that's good. That's good, but there's always further to go. You can't stay in one place with it. You've got to move with it. You've got to allow it to move you into greater and greater levels of evolution. You can't go backwards okay now it's possible i'm you know it's not impossible for you to go backwards but you don't want to go backwards that's just erasing or trying to erase the progress that you've made okay and you can't allow certain blockages in your path to define you to define where you live to define how, where you work to define what you do you can't let the previous status quo of the last 10 years, you can't let that previous status quo define your current moment. You need to move forward through it. And yes, there will be blockages and the entities connected to you. you. If you don't think you have entities, then look at what it takes for you to make a big change. Moving from one place to another. Say if you're moving from From Florida to California, look at what comes up as a blockage. You know, from Georgia to Texas, what comes up for you as a blockage? Oh, I can't do that. There's no work there. I won't be able to find work. I won't be able to pay my rent. I'll starve to death. My children will starve you know all kinds of these emergency panic things come up none of it's true you will find work you won't starve you'll even you'll live a better life than you even con- was able to contemplate before it's very important that you realize this it's very important that you you take yourself out of the fear realm when it comes to change yeah are you guys awake can can i hear an amen did did i did i lose you on that <laughs> how do you feel about this holly
3: I mean, I agree with what you're saying, but I'm struggling with the moving part and, and making that possible or thinking that that can happen. So clearly, I have blockages.
0: What are you doing to release those blockages?
3: Well, I'm pushing for the vacation west so that we can scout out land and see how it feels, where we want to live. So I'm going to start with a, a month-long vacation in the areas that we're thinking about.
0: Okay. And, and, uh, what do you, when you say you're pushing, what does that mean?
3: Well, I'm getting aggressive with my husband. (laughs) 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 So I'm pushing him.
0: I see. Okay. All right. Good, good. You keep on pushing him. Keep on pushing him. Um, Holly also says here on the chat she says Palo Santo helps in my house and it does help but it won't cure it but it will help the entities do not like it matter of fact if you have open mirrors in your house blow the Palo Santo smoke on the mirror blow it on the mirror until you're pretty sure you have a fine patina of palo santo on the mirror itself and this will this will keep the entities from coming through the mirror you do know that entities travel through the mirrors right you guys know this right you didn't know this yeah yeah entities use mirrors and transport hubs okay they can go from mirror to mirror in your house the more mirrors you have well the more transport you have let me tell you, I've been to some mirrors in, uh, in Ireland, mirrors that were, I'd say, 15 feet by 15 feet, huge mirrors. And you walk in front of them, and, and you feel the entire history of what had happened in that house, standing in the mirror. And you can, when you stand in the mirror, you can tell that you're being observed through the mirror not observed by by humans but observed by the all the entities that have been sucked into that mirror through the cruel bestial things that happened in front of the mirror it's almost like some of these mirrors are so evil because they've been exposed to so much evil that they become suctions as well as progenitors of negative uh, living circumstances. This, this mayor I'm talking about was in a, it was in one of these huge, huge, huge homes put up by the British in Ireland when the British were taking over Ireland. And, you know, this, this person owned like half a million acres and he owned all the families on the property and he would bring these people in like a lot of people would do Uh, back in the 1700s and even the early 1800s, they'd bring people in to torture. And they'd want to see themselves torturing these people, sexually torturing, rape, all of these different things. And uh, they would do all this in front of the mirror. And the mirror would reflect all of these creations that these people would put out and it would record it the mirror would record it. And so when you stand in front of that mirror, you know, 300 years later, you're standing in front of that mirror, you can feel a whole collection of negative things happening from that mirror. And that house, that glorious mansion, a huge mansion with the the big pillars out front, I mean you really big, big, big mansion. It burned down. It burned down and then they rebuilt it and it burned down again and they rebuilt it and it burned down again so that the only thing that was left was that big living room with that mirror in the servants quarters that was it it's the only thing and it's still there you can go visit visit it it's in County Mead and if you really want to, and it's totally satanic, to- totally satanic, oh my God. You know, it's got the uh, the, the goat heads on the walls, wolves uh, bearing their teeth on the walls, you know, dead animal heads on the walls. And and uh, you get a, a kind of like a, a real uncomfortable feeling as you're walking through the house. It's amazing it's amazing to feel those things uh, so yeah definitely a bastion of negativity if you, if you want to feel that now look I got to tell you you know I toured a lot of areas in, in Ireland and I toured this one castle and I think I mentioned this in, in another program I toured this one castle uh, on uh, uh, somewhere in Ireland I, I forget beautiful castle totally restored but they tortured people there. They had a dungeon, you know, and, and in the dungeon, you know, when you go into the dungeon, you feel the, the elements of torture there. You feel it vibrationally. And uh, you can get a headache because they put the, the head in vices and, you know, squeeze the head. Um, you get a headache there. You can feel the presence of really strong negativity there. And then as you travel through the castle, you start. You start feeling all of the entities there. I don't recommend that you do these things, but I, you know, I I know that that it shouldn't stop you either. So I got an attachment from that place, only one, but I got an attachment there, and uh, it followed me from the castle all the way to. To the Pacific West Coast here in, in the United States, and uh, came to me in a vision I had, and this was a 17th century squire with the with the you know the skinny little sword that they were using you know during uh, Romeo and Juliet times, and uh, you know he had all his dandy little pieces of clothing. It kind of made me laugh. But he looked at me very seriously and he says, you know, he says, he looks at me and he goes, I'm not impressed. I am not impressed. (laughs) I I didn't engage him because if I engaged him, then I would have a contract for communication. So I didn't engage him. I just let him go. And he flew back to the castle. But you you can pick up garbage. When you do these types of journeys, and and I've t- Magali and I have traveled, and, and uh, I've traveled with other people here, and uh, like with Magali, I would go to Schott Cathedral, you know, and Chart Cathedrals right south of uh, Paris, and it's loaded with entities, loaded with entities. I got pictures of them. They come across as orbs. Uh, I got pictures of uh, orbs from Ireland too, and if you look at an orb closely enough, you'll see a face inside the orb. It's a person. That is an entity. And because it's being able to be seen, uh, that's an expression of low vibrational qualities. And it does match up with what I've seen. And so I don't see happy faces inside the orb. They're always a negative face. <laughs> they're like, you know, they're just like, they're not happy people. And this this is like the, this is a, first of all, you don't see the orbs um, psychically. You don't see them as orbs. If, if I see an entity psychically, I see the entity. I see what they are. Um, I see the full body entity, so to speak. But when it's digitally frozen by the flash of a digital camera, that's when you see the little round, perfectly round in some cases, uh, encasement of the entity. And uh, this is the wandering ghost. This is the wandering ghost. This is what people don't want to become. This is a form of hell. That's part of a hell realm. To become a wandering ghost on this world, because nobody sees you, nobody can interact with you, and you're basically alone in a crowd. Okay, all you're all you're able to do is observe, and you're only able to observe from the crotchety disposition <laughs> that you have. So, so be advised. Uh, so. You can pick up these entities these ways. Uh, you can live on a on a uh, massacre site, or you can live on a burial mound. Um, when I was growing up, I lived about three hundred yards from a burial mound, a massive, massive burial ground that nobody really knew about, except us, and and the University of California at Davis would send people out there, archaeologists. It was a massive site. It was It was acres big, acres, acres. And it had that really soft, powdery soil that you get from people being buried there for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. And the farmer who was farming that field would not farm that site. And that takes a lot because, you know, that's that's a big chunk of acreage that you don't get to make money from. Right. And so that farmer, you know, just like, and if he did, Oh boy, would, what hell open up for him. And we knew, we knew that after nine o'clock, you don't go out there. You don't camp out there. You just don't go out there. But I would go out there in the daytime and I would ask for gifts and I would immediately receive the gift baby teeth made into necklaces, little pieces of abalone, arrowheads. You just sit down anywhere and you sit, you sink into the soil because it's so powdery. It's, it's got so many human remains in it that you sink into the soil. It's very interesting. Uh, but I would go out there and, and, you know, they would give me these different gifts. But I never got haunted from that place. I never picked up entities from that place because of the sacredness of the site and the fact that I wasn't doing anything. When you're a little kid, you don't know to do anything evil. Yes, Anthony, Dr. Anthony, go ahead.
5: You know, here in in Texas, we have lots of um, Indian sites. And one of my favorite things to do would be to go out into the desert and just walk in the dunes and occasionally find an arrowhead and one day this is like 5 years ago i um found a grinding stone it's called a mano yeah and uh, they are usually matched with a metate but uh yeah i, I picked up this beautiful mano and i was walking in between two dunes and all of a sudden there was a whoosh of wind and then I heard a, a like a a yell, yeah, And I got hit on the head with like a a tomahawk. And I looked, and there was nobody there. So it, obviously it was uh, was the spirit of an Indian a native it, American who, who was quite you, upset with me.
0: Did you put it back?
5: So, no, no. I brought it home, and i I made an altar, and with the stones in the back of my yard. And I took all whatever arrowheads, whatever I had found, and I put them all on that altar, and I prayed, oh, and God. I prayed, I prayed for the Native Americans. I I asked for forgiveness, not only for me, but for all people that had, you know, betrayed them or or hurt them, and also I asked for that them to be forgiven as well, and I I asked that uh, the spirit of God would come and escort them to heaven, not only them, but their descendants and their ancestors mm-hmm. and when that's I did good. that there was this whoosh of this energy that would just went up and I could feel it just go up and when I walked into the house the house was filled with the smell of desert wildflowers
0: oh nice and,
5: nice. and my wife says what is that beautiful smell and I said you know th- that's a sign from the Native Americans it was of gratitude and and uh because I just prayed for them to be liberated and um it, it lasted for about 10 minutes it was wonderful
0: nice very nice there you go ladies and gentlemen very very good story uh dr Anthony so yeah yeah uh if you happen to live near a site or on a site like that go ahead Holly
3: before this house, it was the same. We had the same situation you were describing. It was in a behind the house where a bari- Native American burial grounds. The farmer wouldn't farm that specific area. Um, even they knew better. Um, and then, even like at night, there would be just this dense fog that would be over that area. Um, but in that house, my, uh, one of my children would something would come and transport him somewhere else. Every single night, they would take him. Um, and that, I mean, he was terrified, and he would beg me, please don't let them take me. I wasn't awake at all then. I didn't know anything. But, and he still has issues with being taken every night.
0: That's why it's time to go.
3: Well, this ha- this isn't, that this is a different house. It's a little better. I mean, we still have. Native American issues, but that one was much worse.
0: Oh yeah, but he did say.
3: I mean, he said they were like giant white doors, and there were gateways, and they wrap around you and take take you through a gateway.
0: Hmm. I just read a news report where you live in Ohio, uh, everybody, and and uh, where Holly lives, there's they have these mounds these these mounds that the Native Americans built around 2000 years ago, maybe a little less. And uh, they advertise the snake mound a lot. They, ab- they advertise some of these mounds. But what they've hidden from the population is how many of these mounds there are in Ohio and how they've just been kind of farmed over a lot of these things. And so you get a lot of these negative responses from the entities that inhabit these areas. And Holly's experience is, uh, her, I think her whole experience from, from being born Ohio and raised in Ohio, is it Ohio that for you all the time? Ohio bred and born, right. And then uh, having her kids, you know, have to endure these levels of possession I think it's really important that you kind of like get the clue and leave the area and, and start to look for an area with, with a a bit more respect for the ancestral uh, lineages that that were there for thousands of years. And as you do what Dr. Anthony did, now if if I were Dr. Anthony and I got hit by the tomahawk in the middle, I would just put this stuff back. That would be, I would. I would say, oh, sorry, didn't realize, you know, put the stuff back and let it go, let it go at that. Uh, But he did did something interesting too. He brought it all back and he put it all together and he actually committed a healing upon the whole scenario, which I think is really admirable as well. Uh, But for Holly, I think the best thing that she could do would be to leave the area, especially when you have kids that are destined probably to have their kundalini come up like the one she's talking about and you know there's a lot more uh, going on with that uh, that we don't know and I don't you know I don't want to uh, you know scare anybody or anything like that I just want to make sure that uh, you guys get the, the message sometimes well you share this world not just with animals and, and physical creations. You share this world with spiritual creations as well. And they also have a say in things. And if you don't believe that, then go spend a night on one of those mounds behind Holly's house, behind her, her old house. Go, go do that. And tell me there is no uh, efficacy to the rights of Native Americans that have passed. I dare you, and you'll come out possessed and I'll have karma for that, so don't do it. (laughs) Don't do it. But yeah, 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 uh, Michael Fry says, black tourmaline helps as well, and this does, uh, you know. He says, I hit them with love, compassion, and a big smile. Most of all, no fear. And that is true. That is true. That is very, very true. So constantly try to rearrange your life around these qualities. Uh, Compassion, love, no fear. Black tourmaline helps. Palo Santo helps. Sage helps. Um, even some of that nag-chompy uh, incense can be helpful. Okay, so, so think about these things with regards to entities. Entities are around you all the time. You're not going to escape them. You're not supposed to be able to escape them. What you can do is keep your physical body clear as much as possible of negative entity influence. This is part of what builds the ladder, builds the bridge into your kundalini awakening. This is part of what allows your body to be purified to the point where you merge with divinity. And divinity merges with you. And it's not just the spinal sweep that does that. It's learning how to live with the spinal sweep. It's learning how to to go with the catapult. That the spinal sweep gives to you so that you're not just sitting on your laurels, uh, not progressing anymore. So I've had a spinal sweep, I don't have to do anything now. (laughs) It's all been done. (laughs) I'm there. (laughs) Okay. No, you're not there. You're at the beginning of another journey. And you've got to walk that journey. You've got to take the time, make the effort, walk that journey, clearing yourself of entities is part of that journey. And it's not just a one-time thing. It's something that you constantly need to do, especially if you live in Perth and drive a BMW, especially them. Okay. <laughs> all right, all right. Entities can make your car malfunction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can get into the computers of the car and mess them up. Okay. there's all kinds of things they can push things they can push you downstairs they can sit on the end of your bed and the whole entire bed will go down I've had this occur these are entities these are people that have passed on that haven't moved on okay this is the real deal and you just have to learn how to navigate your way around them and through them. You can go right through an entity and not have it attached to you. Right through them. With the Kundalini, as you have the Kundalini and you begin to see these entities, you can see the heads coming out of walls. Yes, it's scary at first, but you just got to greet it with a smile, like, like Michael Fry says. Uh, compassion, if it's if it's necessary. Otherwise, you just, you don't want to change them. You let them be as they are. You let them be as they are. You just change yourself and your response to them. Okay, you're not trying to give them a healing. Big mistake. People often go, oh, I just, I just want to give them a healing. I just want to, I want them to feel good. It's like, No. No, you don't try to give them a healing. You let them be as they need to be. They have a job to do. It's to terrify and corrupt humans. You're not going to heal them from that. What you're going to do is you're going to give them energy that they can transpose into negativity so that they can either attack you again or they can, they can attack another person. You don't try to heal entities. You let them be as they need to be. You change yourself. You allow yourself to be changed. And that takes the, the tentacles right out of your eyes, right out of your nose, right out of your mouth, right out of your ears, right out of your heart, right out of your um, reproductive areas and, and you know your bottom. Because they they send the tentacles there too. Okay, they they will send the tentacles in every area that has an orifice. Every every area, and you can feel them. You can feel them. Nice. Anybody been attacked sexually by the uh, the entities? Anybody have that feeling? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can feel them down there. You can feel. Them uh, and the energy collecting into the, into the ovaries, uh, the ovaries will vibrate. the ovaries will actually have little creas sometimes. Uh, same with the testicles, same thing. Uh, these things are common. They are common. and it just it's just letting you know. your body's letting you know. oh, there's something there. that shouldn't be there okay so how are you looking at sex how are you looking at your relationships with other people that may involve sex how are you looking at uh, honoring your reproductive uh, your natural reproductive formation you know what is your psychology around your your um, your gender what is your psychology around having sex what why are you doing it why do you even have sex at all all of these things are open to corruption. All of them, every single piece. And there's a very specific thing that you don't want to do with sex all the time, and that's have sex for enjoyment. I know. It's the ultimate self-sacrifice. Okay. Now the kundalini, you can, you know, the kundalini will make you have sex, if she wants you to have sex, she'll make you have the sex. Uh, and you know, it'll be tremendous, it'll be a tremendous experience, religious experience. But you don't know, just to get, it. you know, start masturbating or self-stimulating and and it's like think that you're being spiritual. It's like, oh yeah, this is my sacrament to the divine, I'm just gonna do this, and and then I'm gonna try to force that energy up my spine no, <laughs> no, this, this is a huge mistake that a lot of people uh make. They've read some books that there's some books out there that say, Yeah, yeah, you can become the multi orgasmic person or the multi orgasmic man, or you can like live forever, blah, 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 you know. And it's like all you got to do is just put the semen in this in the spinal cord, you know, for, forgetting the fact that the women don't have semen. <laughs> Well, uh, co co fluid in the spinal cord. I mean, it's just bullshit. It's just, it's just wrong. You know, and I met the guy. I met the guy that authored that book. And he's not exactly very social. Uh, That's just a nice way of saying he's a dick. Okay. But, uh, these are areas that you don't want to pollute through your own egotistical miasma of constantly seeking pleasure. You need that energy for furthering your grace. you don't need it for a 10second level of enjoyment. I mean I mean the time vary is varied I get it but still you know it's a very uh, limited amount of time compared to what you're actually, what you, what you would best be using it for. And this is why, you know, it is said, don't spill your seed. And that goes for women as well. Don't spill your seed. What is the seed? The seed's not the sperm from the guy. That's just more patriarchal. You know, it's just a patriarchal thing. Uh, The, the seed is the energy of the orgasm. That's the seed. And both genders have that. It's that energy that forces you to close your eyes and has your eyes go up in your head and you just have that intense level of orgasmic pleasure. That is the seed. That's what you don't want to spill. And that's what the entities will come and try to consume. That's what they'll do. And they'll encourage you. The entities will courage you, and they'll give you a... Uh, they'll give you a, You'll become aroused, artificially aroused by the entity. And yeah, 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 they'll, they'll, they'll try to make it feel so good for you that you just cave in. And you'll feel them actually begin to feed the energy from that area. Okay, you'll feel it. you and sometimes you can see them. This is what you want to avoid. And so another part of this is the purification of the sexual being, the sexual identity, the sexual proclivity towards orgasmic experience. Okay. This is part of purification, and this is, this is where some self-denial comes in. And oh try explaining that to your unactivated husband or unactivated wife. Oh try explaining that. Oh no honey, I don't really feel like it ever again. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Some of you know what I'm saying. So but sometimes you know you'll 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 get the urge to do it from the kundalini and she will you know she will allow that to be a very special thing and that's good and that's how it should be. It shouldn't be something that is just run of the mill. Something that oh yeah, it was kind of good. Not not really, but sort of. I was kind of there, but not. You know, that's just that's just wasting. That's just spilling your seed for no reason. Okay, you guys, understand this. And Donnie's going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Move on. <laughs> okay. I can see all of you. I can see, even when you don't show me your picture, I can still see you. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Any questions about this? Let me see a hand. Go ahead, Ollie.
3: <laughs> okay, so should I never, like when I have sex with my husband, should I never have an orgasm?
0: If if you're having sex with your husband, is your kundalini compelling it
3: sometimes
0: that's the one you should wait for that's when the you know when when that occurs and yeah you can have the orgasm
3: okay because most like most of the time to even be in the mood which i'm not trying to be mean because i'm typically not but i just give it to her and then she she takes over but then well, there you it go. does. There you
0: go. That's, that's okay. Because that... I
3: was going to say, then it does go to having an orgasm.
0: Well, that's good. That's her doing it, then, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. So, once again, it's 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 in the in the in the control of sacred feminine. Okay. That's, that's the one who should get the energy. She's the one that's building the energy in the first place. Okay, okay. So, so yeah 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 and if she didn't want you to have it she wouldn't she wouldn't allow you to uh, to do it okay okay all right uh alexander says i don't know if this is true once a person from india told me that one drop of our seed is equal to one thousand drops of blood or 100 drops of blood that's not true that's another falsehood okay so i've um, got
7: okay. Hello, I have a question, um, if so, could you ask?
0: Hi, can you, I can only see half your face. What's going on?
7: Yeah, I dropped my uh, phone, so the camera broke on my phone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Michael.
7: Um, I was wondering, um, so I hear people talking about um, the seventh son of a seventh son, and they say they have like um, special gifts or whatever. And are you are
0: like, are you the seventh son of a seventh son
7: no I'm not I'm not okay. But I, right. I heard someone saying like my auntie told me that um when um they put like a worm on this hand of this this of uh, the the man who was seventh son of the seventh son the worm actually like cro- curled up and died and that's a common thing that happens like um with people who are seventh son of seventh son
0: that's a little off talk off topic Michael no wouldn't you what you say
7: oh I was just wondering if um you if you knew anything about it or um sorry, if, I've, oh, sorry I've read
0: if... i've read about seven sons of seven sons and of... orson scott card writes a lot about that uh but he is a fiction writer science fiction writer but uh yeah there there are there are some of the old uh stories that that follow along the line of what you're saying but uh i'm just looking at that right now just a second It is not. It is. It is not. All the time, it's some of the time, that a person will have some extraordinary gifts. But it's not all the time. It's not every single seventh son of a seventh son. And it also can happen with the seventh daughter, of a seventh, daughter. Understood.
7: All right. Okay. Thank you.
0: You're welcome. You're welcome. Any other questions? <laughs> yes, Bryce. <laughs> I had typed a little question, a story slash question about an entity
1: uh, back at about 3.12 p.m. I just wondered if you missed it. No obligation, of course, to comment on it, but uh, or I can speak about it if you prefer.
0: What do you what are you saying? Could you talk slower? Yeah, of course. I had an experience in the park last summer when I was um, newer to Kundalini and I was practicing some hand walking and handstands.
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh, We we actually...
0: we actually went over that while you were talking to somebody else. Oh you did? I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah I missed out Yeah, Yeah, yeah you were you were customer. Oh you're at work. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Is there I a version you can yeah, I I I this was an entity. It was an entity. I think, yeah. 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 I don't yeah. feel like I received any kind of attachment from that, so for that I'm grateful, but Yeah, okay. so that's a good thing. Although you have plenty. Uh, you know, maybe yeah. it just felt that you had enough. <laughs> all right all right very good very good anybody else have a quick thank you thank you bryce um oh holly's gonna be rude she left us okay (laughs) i'm just kidding by the way if you have to go then you then go don't worry about it um anybody else have a question about this subject or any other subject that comes to mind for them uh, I
1: wanted to make a comment, or maybe it's a question, I'm not sure yet, but right. um, I'm actually from Serbia, Croatia, uh, ex Yugoslavia. So um, there is this movie about Nikola Tesla, and um, I think it's in Serbian, I'm not sure, or Croatian, but um, in the movie, um, this is the first time I saw this information anywhere about Nikola Tesla, that he never shook hands with anyone and he right. wouldn't stand close to people. He would stand maybe like two or three meters further away from people
0: yeah, he would yeah. that's 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 very similar to a, a, an advice I was given to tell <laughs> people. Don't go up and hug anybody, especially somebody you don't know don't just go up and hug them because you know here in the states you know that's kind of an expected thing no don't do that don't do that at all you know I would say don't even shake hands with them because they travel through touch a lot of them travel through touch I like what the Japanese do (laughs) you just bow. that's fine (laughs) <laughs> uh, yeah also
1: uh, you know when someone fa- in the store somewhere I'm walking and you know uh, people like to uh, touch kids on the head when they walk past
0: uh, yeah, which no, 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 no,
1: no. I don't like he, and every time someone touches my kid I'm just shaking yeah. it away
0: <laughs> put a hand put a hat on the child yeah, put a hat on the child a hat. yeah yeah now, now I've been to uh, uh I've been to Croatia Mm -hmm. and I have been to uh, um, right outside of Sarajevo and those two countries wow a lot of entity stuff from the 2019 wars or was it 2000? No it was 1999 I think that's what it was Uh, those oh geez, Louise you know Bosnia is just amazing in its level of entity yeah uh wandering ghost uh land current landmine activity where you can you can still step on a mine there and blow yourself exactly. to pieces um yeah yeah i've been there and i've been to the places they still have the bullet holes in the buildings
1: uh in croatia yes
0: well in but also bosnia too
1: yeah
0: Yeah, exactly yeah Mm -hmm. big time and we're talking 50 caliber machine guns we're not talking little ones and uh you can walk those streets and you can walk it at night if you want but there's still there's a lot of negative negative activity a lot of people died in fear and when you die in fear that also prohibits you from moving on okay you got to be aware of these things uh, where you, wherever you've had a war zone, like you know, Holly had uh, massacres uh, where she currently lives, and there were other massacre sites where she lived before. So she's like a massacre magnet. So she, <laughs> we're trying to get her out of there. Um, Bosnia is a is a is is one big massacre site. So are parts of Croatia, uh, Serbia, not so much. I don't think the war got into Serbia very much.
1: Uh, Well, the 99 one, which I lived through, uh, Yeah, Yeah, you would know. Go ahead. Yeah, it was intense. I wouldn't say as many victims, but however, because this was um, Yugoslavia, this whole part of, you know, Serbia, Bosnia, Macedonia, Uh, the Second World War, we got obliterated along with Russians. This,
0: and or, so is, is, is many, this, many, 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 many entities. Is this, is this Serbia?
1: Yes. But yeah. also oh, yeah. most, mostly Serbia,
0: yes. The, the Ustashi. The Ustashi okay. got you guys in the Second World yeah, War. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was nasty. That was nasty shit. Nasty. nasty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very bad. People don't know about it. Yeah. Well, they, re- they reverse it.
1: Actually, they reverse it. <laughs> Usually they reverse it in the media. They reverse it. Um, oh, yeah. However, um, one thing about Serbia maybe that's not very known and that is twisting the media is that uh, people in Serbia live by, tend mostly, right, uh, to live by, um, let's say, God's laws, in the sense that uh, they're family people and very um, hmm, giving, welcoming, Shla- helpful.
0: Slobodan Shla- Milosevic wasn't that way, though.
1: No, but in the end, he realized, there's one interview where he realized who he was messing with. In the end. In, well, <laughs> I think it was his last interview where he actually said it all. Maybe, I don't know if you saw it, but um, he realized who was, he was um was. Well, working with, unfortunately, right?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, I think the the Serbian people in general, of which uh, 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 Tesla was a Serbian, he's a Serbian person.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, there's and, a big uh,
1: debate, but yes.
0: No, no, <laughs> yeah. no. No, he, he, no, was. he
1: was Orthodox and Serbian, but uh, part of what well, he was born is part of Croatia now, but. Oh, okay
0: well i've been to the countries they're in question, not serbia but i've been to bosnia mm-hmm. i've been to croatia mm-hmm. and i set up i set up pillars of light pillars of light, are where you open a wormhole yeah and you spin it and uh you put a program in the in the pillar of light that allows people to move on if they can forgive if they can forgive And that's the golden key. Once again, forgiveness is the golden key. It will help you move on. And and those pillars of light are still there. I've done it throughout the Civil War areas in the United States as well. And those things will really work. And they they continue to work. There's a place in Ireland where people had their heads cut off, like an entire town, and shiploads of people had their heads cut off, and. God, it was just a mess. Just a mess. Some things you don't unsee. So yeah, so you put up these pillars of lights and it can be kind of an, a, a healing for those who can reach for it. Not everybody can reach for it, but for those who can reach for it, uh, those those uh, pillars of light can be very helpful. Yeah, so well, hey, welcome from Serbia. What time is it over there? Uh,
1: it's uh, 10.42 p.m.
0: 1042 okay <laughs> all right well good 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 now you have plenty of opportunities uh in serbia and kosovo and in areas for for pillars of light there if you ever want to get into that let me know and i'll show you you got to be very careful because you're opening a wormhole into divinity and you need to have had a spinal sweep first okay you need to have that spinal sweep first um, but it's-
1: the uh, spinal sweep you mean Kundalini activation from the bottom of your spine. is that what you I, mean?
0: Yeah, but I actually mean through the Kundalini merging with divin- divinity. <laughs> yeah yeah. So that way when you open up a, a wormhole you're not you're not hurting you're not hurting yourself or other people other creation. All right, all right. Very good. And I want I want to welcome Sarah to the program. Hello, Sarah. Um, listen, entities. You, I I prefer that you don't see them as negative unless they come at you as negative. Then of course, then you, you of course you can see them that way. But I also want you to look at them as ways to develop. So what you do is you practice something called the the crucible of reversal. So, every time an entity tells you or compels you to do something evil, you turn around and use that as a trigger for doing something positive. Okay? So, if somebody, you know, if some entity is, is compelling you to, to steal somebody's wallet, then what you want to do is you want to help somebody out financially. Give them some money. Drop a $20 bill and say, oh hey, you dropped that here. You know. <laughs> Some sort of a way that you give in the face of that which is corrupting you to take, to take away. Okay. So you give positivity in return for negative compelling, the crucible of reversal. And you can apply this across the board. Uh it preferably it works the best when you when you give that positivity to to a stranger this spreads it throughout the world this spreads that positivity throughout the world it's very important it's very important for you to do this and it it helps you it helps the world And it allows that entity to move on to, say, an easier target. There will always be an easier target than a kundalini person. But a kundalini person has the most power. And this is why they flock to kundalini people. And this is why you'll get a lot of the Luciferians, the Satanists, the witches will be attracted to you because they want to hijack your power, typically. I won't say that about every single witch that's ever, you know, done anything, but the Luciferians are pretty much behind that. Mm-hmm. The the Satanists are pretty much behind that. Are you, Hi, Lisa. Hi, how are you? Hi, did you have a, something you wanted to say to that at all?
6: Uh, no, not at all. I'm just listening. I think oh. this is fascinating. Okay, all right. I do have a question, though, that sure, is unrelated sure. to entities. Um um, but ascension symptoms—how do they affect the kundalini awakening? Are they are they two separate things? Are they the same thing?
0: They're the same thing. Okay. But but you have to—it depends on what you're calling a, an ascension symptom. Um, some ascension symptoms resemble like kundalini kriyas. Uh, some ascension symptoms are simply made up to kind of organize people within a certain way uh, and they don't have anything to do with the Kundalini. So for instance, channeling is not an ascension symptom. That's something that people consciously do to, to allow an entity take over their body okay, and to, and to give people information that way. Um, Mediumship is not an ascension symptom. That is more of a possession symptom. It's a benign possession symptom, like John of God down there in Brazil. You know, he would allow himself to be possessed. You know, and and uh, you know, he was very effective at what he did, regardless of what he was accused of. He was very effective in, in giving healings through. Medium mediumship uh, type of scenario, benign mediumship. Uh, so, what are you calling an ascension symptom, uh, Lisa?
6: Um, Well, I've just I've been extremely exhausted. Um, I've been um, doing a lot of purging from from a physical perspective. Uh, I cut out alcohol and coffee and and meat and good, foods good. that no longer. Uh, resonate with me about two and a half years ago, it was pretty intense. And, and once I was able to let go of the habitual egoic uh, pattern, um, my body now just wants liquids and soups and very, very, very light foods. Um, And in fact, my body consciousness is such that sometimes if I want to reach out and grab something that is not in alignment with my body, my, (laughs) my third eye area gets it's like I get this no, you know, like my body just tenses up and I know not to have it. Um, but I I have been waking up at like 5.30, 6 o'clock in the morning and I've been laying there and I I guess allowing, I don't know, kundalini or ascension, but it's like I, um, it's like this negative energy comes all the way up and I, I, I'm, it's coming out of my mouth and sometimes it really hurts. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I'm
0: just, are you are you making like are, are you making animal sounds
6: yeah it's, it's almost like i'm birthing something <laughs> All
0: right, i've had two yeah.
6: children um well yeah
0: well yeah it's from what you've told me already um except for the six o'clock wake up call it's for kundalini it is almost absolutely has to be somewhere around three o'clock in the morning okay that's the golden hour for kundalini um but everything else, it sounds to like to me, like you're in an activation uh, phase, like kundalini activation, which is the the purification stage. Okay, which is, which is very, very, very important. It sounds to me like it's going very well for you.
6: Yes, uh, from that perspective, for sure. I know that I used to. Um, I'm not the person I used to be. I used to be a type A individual, corporate like, and. Now I'm, I'm basically got two modes, slow and stop. And, and um, <laughs> you know, I used to go to the gym every day at a certain time. Now, if I don't go to the gym, I'm I'm okay. Where before egoically, I would, I, you know, I'm God, I, I miss the gym. And even from a structural perspective, I'm not structured at all. Like the Kundalini has really turned me to an individual that I don't even know who I am. Well, there's there
0: are some things you want to you want to look at. Uh, the dietary changes are good. Are you eating organic?
6: Yes, yes, okay, and even good, my water is
0: good. Good, good, good. And as far as the exercising goes, you need to exercise outside. Okay. Find some sort of because you don't want that recycled air from the gym okay and a lot of those gyms don't clean their ducts and a lot of their ducts have different molds growing in the ducts and uh and so you don't want to breathe the spores from those molds either like black mold or things of that nature and i don't know if where you live they have laws against uh public places not having the, the ducting cleaned uh do are there laws for that michael fry do you know
6: i'm in canada
0: oh in canada Yeah, you have Justin Trudeau there. That's already a problem.
6: (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah,
2: yeah. I don't think that there's any regulations as far as that goes. Yeah,
7: okay. I don't know of any.
2: I mean, I'm sure in like manufacturing facilities and things like that, but I would imagine with the gym, there's probably not. I mean, sanitizing the equipment, but I doubt that there's a requirement to clean the docks.
0: Agreed. Agreed. Go ahead, Lisa. Thank you, Michael.
6: Yeah, it was just. I it was interesting. I, I I logged in at about three thirty, and I know you were speaking to Holly about moving. And yeah. right now, it's I I don't know if it's Kundalini or what's almost something's got me um, looking at. I live in Ontario. Um, it's snowy. It's cold. And
0: where where are you in, in Canada?
6: In Ontario, Toronto, Ontario.
0: Toronto. Oh, okay, so you need to go yeah. west. I
6: I, need, I feel that. Yeah. I feel that I need to be in like I've been to Sedona and I, I've been there twice and I just absolutely loved it. but I feel I need okay. to be in the sunshine and Sedona's like nice. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like I feel like I'm being guided to going where there is nature all year round and the sun is shining or I don't know. I just I just feel uncomfortable where I'm I'm at so I, I don't yeah you it. gotta
0: move you gotta move i mean that's a pretty clear indication um i'm not saying that you 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 gotta move to california or to arizona where where it's 24 7 sunshine uh it's always good to have the seasons so that you have uh contrast right. contrast contrast is really important uh so uh but definitely start moving west uh, everything that you're going to get in Canada in the wintertime, I think, is going to be snowy, except yes, British cold. Columbia, right? British Columbia. Yes. So, yeah. So so you need to look into an area where you can survive and and your kids can flourish and you guys can do, you know, like... Uh, what's that kind of cross-country skiing and stuff like that
6: yeah well you know it's interesting I know everything's in divine timing but mother kundalini just god I I don't know my kids are like 20 30 and 28 now and I in the last year I feel like all the shackles have come off me even my eight-year relationship I think has just come to an end and it's almost like I'm, I'm free now to do whatever, go, whatever, go wherever. I, I don't have.
0: Then do of- and then do and go, do and go. Don't hold back. Go back to Sedona if you want. Yeah. You know, go, go into, uh, uh, there's another area right before you get to, um, Tombstone, Arizona. There's a little town there that has some really good energy too, right before you get to Tombstone. It's on the way to Tombstone. Um, oh, and Tombstone's another big entity place for the people there, just to be advised. But this okay. little town, this little town right before Tombstone is really good. Um, another area in Arizona, of course, is Sedona, but Cottonwood is a little bit less expensive than Sedona, and that's right before you get into Sedona. So you're still in the Red Rock area, and right. there is still there is still land for sale right before you get to. Uh, <laughs> To the Grand Canyon on that big highway that you go to, to to go to the Grand Canyon, they still have lots for sale. It's right in the middle of the desert, but you could put a, a trailer out there and you could dig a well and you could put in a septic and the whole bit. So that could work for you. And you're right out in the middle of nowhere. I mean, seriously, and you've got some serious sunshine too. Although it yeah. does it does snow at the four thousand foot level in in uh, Grand Canyon, Sedona.
6: Yeah, that sounds absolutely amazing. I mean, it's like I traded in my high heels for books.
0: <laughs> like Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Makeup, you know,
6: business suits for tights. Like
0: I just Definitely do and continue along this this kundalini activating path. Yeah. Really. And and let it walk you. The way it sounds like it is already starting to walk you when it activates your third eye when you you know you're starting to do something it doesn't want you to do.
6: Yeah. The last question I have is: in meditation, sometimes what happens is, I stop breathing, but I'm not panicking or anything.
0: Well, this is good.
6: What yeah, is that? No, no,
0: you just you don't need you don't need breath or breathing to live. I know this goes against science. I know I goes you know the doctor says, Hey no, don't tell her that. But yes, you don't you don't need air to live. You need kundalini to live. And the kundalini can stop your air process. I could breathe underwater for a long time. And it was perfectly natural for me. Okay, and and that's impossible, right? That goes against all our physics. That goes against all our instructions. And I'm not the only one. There have been three or four or five other people that have said, yeah, yeah, that happened to me too. And this is all about the kundalini. So, when she stops your breathing, it's you Michael Fry says, Not breathing happens to me all the time, even during physical work. There you go.
6: Yeah. It's,
0: it's a good yeah, thing. I, I
6: it's get a, it. It's, it's, it's like I stop breathing view. and it's like, oh my God. Now,
0: that would be Not an either. ascension. That would be an asc- a Kundalini ascension symptom.
6: Okay. Perfect. Well, okay. I, I appreciate your time and your knowledge and wisdom and everybody else's time with the questions that I've asked. So, thank you.
0: Well, thank you for asking, because the the questions that all of you ask are going to help somebody who's listening on the podcast. Um, and we're listening on those podcasts. Go ahead, Magali. Oh, your, your microphone's kind of messy. Let's see if it's cleaned up.
4: Is it better now?
0: Yes, it is better. Thank you.
4: Okay, thank you. So uh, this is what happened today. Uh, I was supposed to work from a cafe and uh, I went in the direction where there's a bar, restaurant where you have allowed me to go in the past. I tried to find a cafe that was open and I thought there was no cafe. So I went to that place. Uh, after I left the place, I think I started feeling the headache and then I went to the supermarket and I and I saw there was a place there where I could have worked. So I, st- I think I started going into fear of having done the wrong thing. And then uh then the entities started trying to move my feet like they typically do or they do sometimes. Uh, maybe they were feeding on my fears. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if I caught some entities from there. I know that tonight, as I'm looking at my call, for example, uh, they're trying to, I I was looking at my call a few times, and you know, like, what they do is like, I I see a certain face on my call. Uh, I think they're trying to scare me or, so that's what happened.
0: Oh, well, I wouldn't worry about that. You just have okay. to, you just have to uh, deny them, d- deny them their their effect on you. You know, it, you can,
4: it, or, I'm thinking it's just it's just my entities doing yeah. this basically I think that's what it is yeah
0: Yeah. these are the, the they typically try to move your feet they typically try to make you do something with your physical body that you're not willing or you're not wanting them to do and so you just deny them that control
4: and should I so I don't need to take uh, the full shower and everything before I go to bed I don't need to yeah, worry yeah
0: yeah you know burn the palo santo blow it on the mirror too on that big mirror you have in the bathroom blow it on the mirror um, take the shower, um, say the mantra, put the music on if you feel like the place is getting... No, really I mean,
4: it's, I think right? it, I think they're just trying to, it's no big mm-hmm. deal. There. I just wanted to check with me. I th- it's not much worse than, than it usually is. I think they ah, were, okay. because I got scared of having made a mistake, I think then
0: they used well, that don't fear. Don't worry about that because we all make mistakes and you're not going to be punished for every mistake that you make. Okay. There is a place for forgiveness as well. Thank you. Okay. And all right.
4: May I ask you another question? Yes. So, what's been happening is that when I obsess about something or a person, it seems like then. There in my there I meet these people all the time. Then, so for example, if I'm obsessing with a guy at the gym, and like I did, I really don't want. I do everything not to see him because I'm already obsessing about that person. Then every time I go to the gym, out of the blue, I'm gonna bump into that man. Or yesterday, um, a student hurt me very much with a comment she made about my teaching, and I was thinking about it all day long, and I go shopping, Besançon is a big place, I go to the big, to that big shopping mall, and she's right there next to me.
0: (laughs) You just got to forgive, you just got to forgive that and move on, seriously. Don't take it, don't take somebody else's word over your own knowledge. Day after day after day after day, your teaching is effective and helpful to people. They're learning, they're applying the learning, they're living the learning that you're giving them. And so your teaching is effective day after day. One person saying that your teaching is this way or that way should not affect you one bit. Just just thank them for their opinion and move on. Don't let it affect you. Do not do not allow it to hurt you. It's a it's a choice that we make to be hurt with that. Okay. Don't make that choice. Don't let that and don't let your entities really really focus that at you, which is I feel what is is happening is is the entities get a hold of that criticism and they amplify that criticism for you. They, They they amplify it so that it can hurt you. That's the plan don't let it happen you've got to deny it okay and the fact that she's there the fact that 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 both you and her arranged to be in the same space at the same time in a different locality just means that it you're being given another opportunity for forgiveness and she's being given an opportunity to say she's sorry but this time uh
4: maybe i did the wrong thing but i thought i'm not even gonna bother i'm not give, i'm not gonna say hello maybe i did the wrong thing but i just like went away i didn't try maybe to so.
0: maybe so but you you see that as an opportunity okay that's an that's an opportunity that's been created for you okay thank you okay and um i'm going to read the uh julia has written on the chat group uh she says, we receive donations at chrisomkundalini.com or on PayPal, chrismitchell369 at yahoo.com. Uh, much gratitude for those who have donated and for the ones considering donating. Your contribution helps us to keep up with the weekly Zooms to put food on the table. And she is absolutely correct. And I'd also like to expand on that a little bit. We have the full moon Shakti pots happening at the end of the month when the full moon occurs. And we also have the next quarterly winter solstice pot coming up. The last day to register for that will be on December 11th. And so I would like to encourage all of you to uh, participate with that. And go ahead, Karina. Go ahead.
2: Um. First was, uh, if you could give the name of the mantra that you mentioned last week, that you can... Uh, say when you see any entities
0: or I give myself to Kundalini That's
2: yeah it. that one and was a mantra as well
0: that is a mantra <laughs>
2: <laughs> well with another mantra
0: Um it's a long one though Sanskrit. It's a Sanskrit. Long one. it might wake Tina up here you want to hear it yep okay here it comes oh was that the one thank I don't you. think so <laughs> no. thank okay. you my um,
2: other question uh sorry is two questions in one right. uh you, you mentioned in the beginning of the call uh you mentioned that you didn't speak with one of entities because you didn't want to engage. Otherwise, the entity would not leave you.
0: No, it'd be a a contract of communication.
2: Okay. So is that okay? Because sometimes when I'm burning incense in the house, sometimes I say uh, if there is any uh, bad energy or any energy that is not here for the good uh, to leave the house,
0: you do the Reiki thing. Yeah, the, the Reiki people do that stuff. Um
2: Is that bad?
0: It's not bad. It's not bad. Don't get because me wrong. You, you it, want- it, it may not it may it, it may not be effective. You know, that's the thing, is it may not be effective. It's just like you know, they hold their hands up and go, Oh, healing masters, bring yourself into my fingertips so I can give healing to this person. It's just like you know, the entity just going, Sure, whatever. I'm a healing master today. Here we go. Boom. No, it's not, it's not going to work that way. Um, you have got to fill your house with, with, a, with a, a vibration and a quality of love and harmony and happiness and joy and goodness. Just, just plain goodness so that those vibrations counteract any kind of negative vibration that wants to take up residence with you in your house. And the Palo Santo can help with that. The Palo Santo can help with that. The sage can help with that. Uh, you don't need to, you need to say something different. You could just say, I give myself to Kundalini and that takes care of the entire house. Because it's your house, right? Now, some of the things you can do, some of, the, some of the old things and these things, you just, you don't think would they wouldn't work. You can get rock salt and you can put rock salt in every corner of the house. Every single corner, rock salt there. Um, you can blow the sage, but are you a Native American?
2: No, I'm Portuguese.
0: All right, right. So you're not Native American, so you're not really practicing Native American practices or religious uh, spiritual practices. So sage may not work for you, but Palo Santo might.
2: Yeah. In in Portugal, I I don't do that, but in Portugal, we have a lot of uh that's saying about putting salt on the corners of the house or near the the door.
0: Um salt? You do the yeah, salt, salt thing? Salt. Oh okay. Yeah. All right, good, good.
2: Or having uh, a bath with the salt uh, on the uh, the It's, it's well.
0: a grounding. It's a grounding. Salt salt creates a grounding matrix in the house and it's a good thing. It's a good thing to do. Uh in Portuguese, let's see, just a second. Let me access that.
2: We have too many influences from Brazil. You do. From Africa. So from we India. Have the whole,
0: you, you have the whole evil eye thing going on over there. Uh, you're, you're a Catholic country too. Uh, are you Catholic? Can you say the uh, the prayer to Virgin Mary, the, oh, Mother, whatever it is,
2: uh, <laughs> the um uh, And Donnie, father, you know what that is? I, I can say the Our Father prayer.
0: Oh, okay, um, here's the other one. The, our Father who art in heaven, right? Hallowed yes. be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And- mm. Forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive others who trespass against us, and and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the power of the kingdom and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. I changed that. I, changed I never, it. I, I made I never, it a kundalini thing.
2: <laughs> I never was much of um, a church uh, person. Neither my mm-hmm. family. I remember my grandmother. She used to pray at home. Yeah. Actually, I believe that I have a. A kind of uh, a trauma with the uh, the church as a organization it is, um,
0: it is. it's It's. actually <laughs> a, a it's I a bastion didn't... the catholic but church sorry. is a bastion of satanism but because contrast is so important there's also a, a a a level of goodness that comes through the catholic church as well and if you read the king james version you'll see a lot of uh stories about death and destruction and fear and um, absolution, forgiveness, things of that nature. But if you read the King James Version with Kundalini in you, it will direct you to a different level of understanding that the King James Version has hidden within it that will bring out a Kundalini path Within the King James Version, and it, it's quite effective. Even even as they took out some of the most important books, like the Gospel of Mary, they took that out. Oh gosh, we can't have a female in there, you know. The the you know the the Gospel of Enoch, you know the the Book of Thomas, the Apocrypha, the Jubilees, all of these things that they took out in the Council of Nicaea. Uh, even with that massacre of the collected. Uh, s- s- wisdoms of the ages, even with that, there is still a path of grace of kundalini within the King James Version and therefore within the Catholic Church because contrast is so important. Uh, Zoom user said, was the mantra Om Namah Shivaya? Did you hear that one? Was that the one I said? I think I said that last week.
2: Yes, it was.
0: But you say it in a, you say Om Nama Shivaya. Om Nama Shivaya Om. You say the Om Namah Shivaya almost as if it, you say it over and over, but each one is like a unique expression of the Om Namah Shivaya. So it's not just Om Namah Shivaya, Om Namah Shivaya, Om Namah Shivaya, Om Namah Shivaya. This is the way they do it in India. Am I right, Tina? <laughs> you can say like I eat Wheaties every day and I like Corn fix every day you know no. <laughs> it's, it's it's an individual expression of the Om Noah so Om Namah Shivaya you're like you're looking at him right in his face and you're telling him these words sacred masculine okay so it's got to be personal it's got to be personal. Did I lose you? Uh, there you are, Karina. So, yeah. Om Namah It's very positive. You can say that as you're, as you're blowing uh, uh, the Palo Santo into the corner. You do the salt in the lower corners, You the Palo Santo in the upper corners. Okay? they don't like, It doesn't kill them. Here, let, let's be clear about this. Regarding entities, you will not kill an entity. An entity is not alive. You can't kill something that's already dead, but it's just a proof to you that consciousness does not end with the death of the physical body. It continues on. The orbs are proof of that. The ghosts are proof of that. The entities are proof of that. Uh, Even as you go out of body and you meet dead relatives, that's proof of that. Okay? Science doesn't want you to believe in They want you to be very narrow windows. It's like, okay, only this is real. But it's much, our, our world, our, our lives are far they richer. They
2: need help. They need but, help. Who needs help? The entities. Help. The entities need help.
0: Ghosts. Ghosts can need help. A wandering, a wandering spirit can need help. Entities that come to a Kundalini person do not need help
2: in in my um culture it's normal that you think that when you die you go all of the stages of uh well being judged by god and uh go to heaven but then some souls they they never leave the earth because they are too attached to the earth and they need help from the earth to get to that stage
0: some of those souls yes entities that attack kundalini people are not those souls those souls are more like a ghost that is attached to a house and they can they can be assisted in leaving uh and a lot of people that have like alzheimer's or or um uh, like a senility type of disease they're still trying to get their body to work right they're still trying to get their their health back, even after they die, they're still trying and trying and trying. And, and those people can also use some help because some of those end up being a, a wandering spirit as well. And so, you know, there's, there's a lot of things that depend upon the individual karma of the person who's just died and how they're re- reacting to their life in the person who's just died. And so it's it's something that you, you, you have to take it on an individual basis each time. But you can do it really fast. Uh, you can go to a shipwreck and you can see the entities that are, st- the, the ghosts that are still there from 1807 that died in that shipwreck and they're still hanging out on that rock. And you can go there and you can, you can lift them out of that um, isolation. You can, you can give them, and all you can really do is give them information. You can't forcibly, energetically eject them from where they are. You have to give them the information and then they have to want to leave it. Okay? Okay. That's how you help them. You don't. You don't get to force them into the light of God. God already knows they're there. God knows that. Okay. It, it's. It's not something that God does not know. There's nothing that God does not know. Okay. It is your willingness to say the right thing, in the right way, to that person that will release the bondage that they're experiencing, tied to the to the way they passed. Uh, hundreds of years ago, if not thousands of years ago. It's more difficult if you're like in Holly's position where the whole village was massacred where her house is built. So the entire village is massacred and you have all these competing spiritual uh, ghosts that are trying to reclaim their life. They're so angry that they were that they were killed when they were like 10 years old or 20 years old at the prime of their life. They were massacred by another tribe or by white people. And, and they're so angry with it that they, they, they ground themselves through that anger and that rage. They ground themselves. And this is why when you go to a battlefield, you feel that anger and that rage. It's the same thing I was, well, with, with uh, Slava Danya, you know, I was talking to her about that, and, you know, it's like when you go into these battlefield conditions, you know, it can be really, really challenging uh, uh, to feel those entities, those, those wandering spirits that really feel like they've been treated unfairly because they didn't do anything to get shot. They, they were just living their life, man. They were just growing their lettuce and trying to, to make a living on this world. They didn't do anything wrong to anybody, and they got shot, and their family got shot, or they were stepped on a landmine, and they were blown to pieces. They have a legitimate <laughs> argument. <laughs> and so you've got to come up to them, spiritually come up to them, and go, hey, 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 just release and everything will be explained to you, you'll understand completely. And this, starting to get bliss again, this is where you do what Michael does. You give them that compassion. When you say that, hey, 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 that, those are words of compassion. Those are, those are forms of compassion that that, that entity can feel that that you can understand that it wasn't fair that it wasn't right that it was wrong but you can also say hey you know this will be explained to you completely but you've got to leave this area to get that explanation and then you'll know why and a lot of them want to know why did this happen to me what did I do okay so, this is how you deal with some of these. And, and there there are class three entities too, like a, uh, or a class six, I forget what they are. Uh, and these are ghasts. G H A S T. A ghast is a soldier, demonish type ghost. Aghast is a, is a creature or a, like an entity that will come up and, and feed off of your terror. And some of these are just evil people that passed away and they haven't left. And so they'll come looking for you. Uh, some of them are very, very tall. and They have tall hats and they're pointy hats, kind of like a wizard or a witch's hat. And they'll just stand next to you and, and push terror at you and then feed off of your fear as that as that fear emanates from you you know you're like shivering under the sheets going oh what the heck is going on you know these dark demons are over you just pushing that fear at you and you just roll into you know you know how to get out of that you just roll right into it roll right through them don't even give it a second thought and you can tell them to get get out of here and then you put on some uh, some peaceful music. I put on Tibetan chanting, the last time that happened. It just they never come back. Okay, Najmi says, or Medi Medi Medi, and I want to thank Zoom user for for letting us know about that. Whoever Zoom user is, <laughs> Zoom user. Oh, there she is. She's she's the lady with the kitty cat. All right, um, uh, Medi says, Master Krishnam why do we fixate and obsess on things much more intensely because we realize that everything matters everything matters everything you think everything you do everything you feel matters and nothing matters nothing matters at all everything matters and nothing matters and because we can we have more of a fix on 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 how things matter to us in our life, then we can put energy and push our fixation on those things uh, much more intensely with Kundalini, because we we are given that level of focus that is increased from the Kundalini, and it can go out of it can go out of control, like Magadhi was you know was talking about a little bit you know obsessing on guys or obsessing on. On a person who critiqued her her teaching is like you don't need to obsess on these things you don't need to even focus on it some things you can just let them go and you can focus on the nothing matters as well as everything matters you just got to pick which one you want to focus on which one you want to allow to have matter to you Najmi Says, is lifelong health problems related to kundalini symptoms or entities like IBS or hypothyroidism? Yes, yes, that can be directly uh, related to the the kundalini. Uh, Irritable bowel syndrome can be directly related to the kundalini. It can give you that, <clears throat> but it doesn't. It doesn't give you the disease. It just gives you the symptom. The doctor that you go to will say you have the disease. But it'll only be a symptom. But the doctor doesn't know that. He figures, oh, you got IBS. All right. So for the rest of your life, for the rest of your existence, to that doctor, you're going to have IBS. Okay. Whereas Kundalini can give you that irritable bowel syndrome, and it's just temporary. It's a couple of weeks, maybe a month, maybe two months. It's not that long, and it's not lifelong. It's just temporary, okay? And if it is long-term, then you need to look at what you're eating. You need to look at what what kind of exercise you're doing. You need to look at what quality of water that you have. You need to look at what quality of energy that you're living within. Irritable bowel symptom has to do with the first, second chakras it has to do with the elimination so what levels of elimination are you having why is your elimination so painful why is it so why is it uh, resembling IBS what are you doing and what are you not doing that is allowing that to occur you need to really start looking at yourself you can't just go well I ate I, I had some medication and and I, you know, I ate, I had a Coke this morning. It's like, no. And I'm not saying you're doing that, Nesbitt. I'm not saying you're doing that. I'm just saying that you have to be very, very clear and very, very concise and very, very controlled about what it is you're putting in. So for IBS, she's already telling me you need to get yourself off of gluten right now. And this is not something I knew before today, so FYI. <laughs> Just bang, bing, right? Red light goes off. so you need to get yourself off of gluten. Uh, O-M-H, What's what's O M H? O M H. Oh my God, gluten. Okay. Need to get off gluten. <laughs> You need to get off the gluten. You need to get off of artificial sugars. And by artificial sugars, I don't mean stuff like uh, like the the, the, the the sweetener blends that they give you. I don't mean that. I mean processed white sugar. Processed white flour as well. So processed white sugars, processed white flours, out the door. No more pastries. No more, yeah, so that... Covers all candies, too, by the way. Those are all processed white sugars. Um, She says, eat more pears. You got me. That's a new one for me, too. Um, Not canned pears, fresh pears, if you can get them. And celery and broccoli and cauliflower. Mash the cauliflower. Limit the dairy with the cheeses. Uh, No milk. No M-I-L-K from a cow. You're not a baby cow. It's only baby cows that need cow milk. So unless you're a baby cow, stop drinking milk. If you need to drink milk, find somebody who's lactating and have at it. I can see Mike's just looking at me like, oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> all right. Oh, good, good, good. You bake your own bread with the, with the hopefully organic spelt flour. Excellent. Stop eating bread. Stop eating bread. Yeah, that's got all kinds of gluten in it. All kinds you stop eating um, those things and you add whatever I just said to you, and your IBS symptoms are kind of going to go right out the window. And you need to stop taking whatever drug that was given to you. Of course, I'm not a doctor in any way, shape, or form, so don't take anything I say as medical advice, but um. If it were my cat, that's what I'd be telling you to do. Even though I'm not a vet. <laughs> okay. any, any other questions about these types of things? I don't care what it is now. It's that she's open. To, the floor is open. You can talk about anything. Whatever you want to ask about, you go ahead and ask. If you want to ask about anything. All right. All right. I know it's late in some parts of the country here. So ask a question going once. Ask a question going twice. I have one last question. Ah, one last question. Okay, (laughs) you saved it.
6: (laughs) All right. So um, I don't know if this is related to Kundalini or what, but I'm pretty physically fit. And I was going to my car. And I was um, trying to open up the door, and I turned, and all of a sudden, my back just seized right out the lower back, and it's predominantly on the left side uh, of my back. And I've been feeling um, pain on my right side of my leg, and I'm like, okay, what is this?
0: All right. Um, You need to... You need to sit on the floor. You need to grab your legs, your knees, and you need to roll back on your spine and keep the shoulders pinned to the ground. And then very gently with your hands on the floor, you need to just slowly, gently swing your legs to the left side and hold it there for two minutes and then bring it back to center and then bring it to the right side for two minutes and then swing it back to the center, and, and see if that helps. Can you do that? Do it right now. Yes. Yeah. Do it now. Yeah,
6: I, I could. I could do that. No problem at
0: all. Let's, let's see how that works for you. So, everybody, you know, we're going to be, we're going to be here for about four minutes. So I just. Well, <laughs> <But> you could.
7: <laughs>
0: I can see Anthony's almost asleep. <laughs>
6: Do you know why that would have happened? Like, is it a message? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of reasons why that would happen. Left side is being sacred feminine. Sacred feminine is always the first to give you kundalini symptoms, which is the left side. So the left hand of God, so to speak, or the left hand of goddess. And then uh, that will also typically happen to the right side later on at some other time. How's it feel? It feels great.
6: Yeah.
0: That's what you want to do. That's what you want to do. You can also get acupuncture. I do that. Well, here's the thing with the acupuncture, though. You're getting acupuncture with your Kundalini. You want to, when the needle starts to really burn, like, oh, my God, you're burning so hot. Leave it in. Don't let him take it out. Okay. Okay. Leave it in and let the burn occur that's the correction that's being made okay okay so don't don't let your pain control the application so is your does your does your left side feel a little better
6: yes it does absolutely
0: all right there you go you know what to do with that okay and that yes, is caused yeah. that's caused by the kundalini you need to practice the safety let me go ahead and write those down on the chat room here i think if they'll let me write on this thing well yeah Www.
2: I have that the same problem as well. um More than one time in the back. But I always go to yoga when I try <coughs> I mean, I to to <coughs> And that is one of the posters that we do.
0: Yoga. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a very, very gentle. You can do stronger spinal twists, but you got to be really, really careful with spinal twisting because you can mess up the disc really easy, really easy. And you don't want to do that. All right, so there we go. There's the Kundalini safeties there for anybody that wants to get it. And for those of you that are listening on the podcast, here's the... The address for the Kundalini Safeties it's www.kundalini Safeties, all one word.com. So www.kundalini <laughs> It's free, and uh, you just go there and you can really, really uh, yeah. help yourself. Okay, Lisa, you got more questions here? Uh, no, that's
6: perfect.
0: <laughs> oh, all right, my dear. Thank, Thank you, you for you joining so us this time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Is this okay. every
6: Sunday at this time?
0: This is every Sunday at this time. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And Mehdi Nasri says, Master Krishnam, I'm having a bit of a hard time lately. I just started to spiral down, even if I do my safeties and selfless service, just remembering <laughs> stuff. Um, I do my safeties and selfless service, just remembering stuff, processing a lot of feelings, are coming up what's happening it's the purification uh medi it's the purification let it happen now let it happen and buy into it completely let yourself be completely depressed and then change it by the knowledge that you know you're just getting rid of this stuff out of your system okay change the way you hang on to it okay you don't hang on to it you let it because it's doing a service it's, it's a service that is happening to you so you want to to have it, the experience with it but you don't want to hang on to the results of the experience so to speak you don't need to continue to be depressed you can let that happen realize that it's just part of the purification process and then let it go let it go my friend and you will not have much of a choice anyway. Because I can see in your equation that it's gonna, you're, the letting go is going to happen anyway. The thing for you to do is, is let the depression generate beautiful levels of melody and music in you. You're a guitar player. You're a musician. Let the pain that you feel be translated into beautiful harmonies and melodies that you can play on your guitar. And let that guitar become a healing for you. All right. All right.
7: Thank you, Master Cree.
0: You're welcome. You're welcome. All right. Anybody else? Anybody else have a question or comment, a concern, a query, a complaint? <laughs> Other than I'm keeping you up too late. look at alexander i gotta hand it to you alexander you're doing really well i know it's late there i know it's late all right then if there are no questions i would like to thank everybody for showing up today i'd like to thank you for all your wonderful questions i'd like to thank you uh for your kundalini and for the grace and the light that you give into this world and continue to give it thank you for coming everyone good night